Hey friends, um, I don't know where this episode is going to go and we'll see if I even publish it or whatever. It might be light, it might be dark, heavy, light, not sure. Um, But yeah, let's hit it. So uh, over a week ago, I got a text. I was supposed to go. My dad lost his uncle and his uncle owned a local racetrack and we were all going to go and it was going to be this big celebration of life at the track and, you know, the whole kind of bit. But this was really important to him, but he texted me that he was on his way to the emergency room with a dear friend of ours. And, you know, I guess like, it's probably not super cool to share all sorts of like deep personal details about, especially this person, cause they're not really into sharing personal details. So we'll just say that he's on his way to the emergency room with this friend and it's not, not a great situation. And we all, you know, we're like following along, like, oh, you know, hope everything's all right, whatever. But yeah, okay, we'll see if the the plans are are halted. And they ended up being, but then what the call I got like that night from my sister was like, hey, just so you know, she's being rushed into uh, surgery and there's like a 60% chance she'll live, 40% chance she won't, which is just insane. It was like, holy cow, oh my gosh. Um, so dropped everything and drove to the ICU and yeah there were like people there and it was not you know super bright and cheery and happy and whatever then we're just waiting for the the surgeon to come out after surgery and so she does and she talks to us and she kind of leads with so just so you know people who come in with this with what's going on there's a 70% mortality rate so there's a 70% chance that she's not walking out of this hospital which is like absolutely devastating and devastated all of us. And is just unbelievable. Um, yeah. So that was horrible news. And that really spurred uh, basically uh, the next five days of complete roller coaster. I'll say the conclusion is that she is alive right now and there is a pretty strong chance and that she's going to go home, which is a miracle basically. But Yeah, so I think some interesting things about this situation are that she doesn't really have family. She has estranged family, but she is my parents' neighbor, was my parents' neighbor. And when I lived there, I was actually friends with her before my parents were. Um, Yeah, we would just go over there and hang out and play guitar. And there was always, you know, fires in her driveway. And she's just kind of this person who is just purely relational like that is her situation in life she is the person who's sitting in a chair and wants you to sit next to her and just kibitz and just talk and she'll listen and she'll talk and it's so easy nobody is easier to sit and talk to um, than this person her name is julie and yeah julie is just the best everybody loves julie she actually came on the scene a little later her boyfriend is the one who lived in the house and we all were all friends with him kind of and he's like a decent guy sometimes and not some other times but everybody loves julie you come for this other guy and you stay for julie whatever they end up splitting up at some point she moves away and we all stayed friends with her um and yeah she doesn't have family she basically has nannied um a bunch of kids since they were babies so she she calls them her kids she's always talking about her kids they have a room in her apartment and she's just the most generous kind person she really she doesn't have two pennies to rub together she's had glaucoma she has all these health complications it's just prevented her from being like a normal like working citizen person and more of like a odd jobs just to kind of scrape by watching kids cleaning bars like stuff like that 
And so she has like two pennies to rub together, but she's always giving. And this is actually a fitting episode after the last one because the lawnmower I use to mow my lawn is from Julie. And she, I was moving. She knew I needed a lawnmower. She's forcing her lawnmower on me. I'm like, no way. Like, come on, no way. Okay, let me give you, let me give you a hundred bucks. Like, let me give you something. No way. Will not accept. Tried forcing 20. Impossible. You cannot force money on her. She will not accept your money at all. And yeah, so she's just the kindest person, drove to her storage unit to make sure that I had this like lawnmower. So thank you, Julie. Um, but yeah, so I think the interesting thing about this scenario was the people that were all there were just friends. Like that was her family and there were a lot of people there. And so the surgeon comes in and they're like, you're all here for Julie? And we're like, yeah. And like, we don't know each other. And after delivering news and another surgery and all these things, the, ner- the surgeon is just kind of touched by the story. It's like, because the, the crowd is growing. And she's coming out of to deliver news about surgery. And there's all of these people just hanging on on the verdict and, and every little bit and just caring about her and and relaying text to each other. And, you know, this is just like a full time thing we're all in on. The thing is, none of us know each other. We know all about each other because you talk to Julie and she tells you about all the people in her life. But we only see them at like parties she has occasionally, you know, and some of them I've never seen. And they're like the closest people to her. So it's just this really interesting thing where we're telling the surgeon, like, we don't actually know each other. Um, we're just friends. She's like, people who come in here with no family, especially even people who come in here with family. It's like, there's not crowds like this and there's not care like this. So so it's like everybody's looking out for Julie. And the really crazy thing is we're all making decisions together. It's like, there's no like, it's not like your husband's in there and you're the one who makes all the decisions and the arrangements and things like that. It's like every time it's like, what are we going to do? What do we need to do? And everybody has has their own emergent roles, you know? Like I, I would be more the like um, paperworky, make sure I, like, you know, eyes are dotted kind of guy. Like I'm not as close as a handful of others. So it's it's like they're kind of handling the emotional turmoil part and presence and like holding her hand kind of thing. And then I'm doing some of that, but I'm more like, let me just make sure that nurses are talked to and schedules are in place and things that have to happen and have to happen. And, and everybody kind of understands that we're just taking on these emergent roles. And yeah, it's just kind of bizarre. There were just a few things that were bizarre. Like when somebody goes in for a surgery that they might not come out of in the ICU, you expect some write-up or something or some something, but it's like the surgeon, as soon as she's done, walks out of surgery, comes in, and just whoever's there, she delivers all this information to, and you have to ingest it all as best you can. And it's a good thing we have a lot of people there because we can just reference each other's mental notes and physical notes after the fact. And I don't know, it just seems like crazy informal. I could not believe it that like it just became apparent quickly that it's like super important for a lot of ears to be there when surgeons come out of surgery to deliver news. But there are so many miracles. One of them is she was in like an induced coma or whatever. I don't know if it's an induced coma, but you know, she was um, in a state of like, you know, they're working on her for days and ventilator and everything, you know, she can't talk. She, she's not supposed to be really even aware of what's going on, but she was like, she would be nodding or like squeezing your hand or something in response to something you said. And we, quickly realize she's listening and can communicate so we're like what's she trying to say trying to figure out like is it about family is it about you know one squeeze for yes two squeezes for no stuff like that just crazy and people saying like oh my gosh like she's in there and other people like "Mm, she's like super sedated like she might feel like that but she's not no she freaking was and it was apparent as time went on and the surgeon even like started just 
well, she'll just make her own decisions because she can communicate. It was just bizarre. And, and there were ups and downs and it was like, okay, this is actually the end, like make arrangements. And then it was like, wait a second, different opinion from a different surgeon or something. And she's taking a turn for the better and whatever. And then it was like, she's going to make it out of here. And then it was like, all right, well, let's talk about the rehab facility and stuff like that. It's just crazy. Her life's not going to be normal. She's not going to live a normal life after this. It's going to be unbelievably different. And we're all going to have to pitch in and care for her in ways and such. But, um, but yeah, holy cow, just a freaking roller coaster. So many miracles along the way. And yeah, she was able to communicate at one point that she wants to fight. Um, which was crazy, you know, it was like, because, you know, we're delivering her like, okay, I mean, you have the option here to sail off into the sunset or fight for a potentially very long, hard road and hard life with a hard end. Like it, you have to kind of present these details because this is a pivotal point. And she's like, put me in coach, like I'm fighting, you know, which is just crazy. And so it's going to be a crazy long road for her. Um, and yeah, and it was cool that my family like all showed up, you know, like I think one of my takeaways for this is like Porzio's show up and the people like, you know, Mitch and people I've talked to, talked to you about in my life who are just the same as family. Like Mitch is close to her. He's close to my family. He'd be there if he wasn't close to her, but he's friends with her in, in his own right. And um, yeah, so like our crew, our Porzio crew, like we show up like no matter how close or distant or whatever, like we're going to be there. And we're going to take time out of our day. We're going to take off work. We're going to show up and we're going to pitch in however we can, whether that's, you know, levity, a hug, uh, uh, an ear, whatever. We're going to be there. And that, that was a really good reminder. And that's not me. That's my parents leading that train. That's just how they are. And that's how we all follow suit. And um, yeah, just a really beautiful, beautiful experience. So yeah, it's been kind of a wild week and a lot of just driving to the hospital and it becomes like your every day. Like it's like going, I don't go to an office, but in some way it was like that. It was like, oh, get up in the morning, go grab coffee, go into the office. You're, you know, for, or go to the office, <laughs> go to the ICU. You know exactly where to go. They know who you are. You walk in, you say hi to your coworkers, which are your new friends. And you just, you got your coffee and you look out for each other. Oh, is somebody going to get lunch? Oh, what are you doing after? You know, stuff like that. So a really cool experience in a lot of ways. Um, I don't have a ton to say beyond that. I won't like give you every detail or whatever, but just that somewhat of an update, somewhat of a just kind of here's what's going on because that's what this podcast is. It's like here's go here's what's going on, and and that experience has forced me to think about a lot of things for sure. Especially like have a will. I need to have a freaking will because it makes a lot of things less stressful and easier. Um, it's e like if I were to go, Hannah would be next in line and, and that would be fine but let's just say she wasn't for some reason and then it's like well who's next in line and are they trustworthy and did you you know so it's it's more important for certain people for sure like I guess in some sense it's less important for me right now but it is important um to kind of think about like you know just shit can hit the fan at any time and how's that going to play out and how can you make that experience as like I don't know optimized as possible and yeah so whatever. Um, that's that. Uh, yeah. Praise God. She's, this is a freaking miracle. So it's all, it's, it's happy news around here. It's just visiting and being happy and, and whatever. So all that all good. Peace out.